Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me. Um, I've got some feedback on the uh, audio quality. I'm going to try to get that fixed for you guys. I think it's just because I'm using my Bluetooth in my truck. I didn't realize. I don't go back and listen to my episodes. So if you guys, like, if the audio quality is bad, um, please let me know, <clears throat> and I'll try to work to get that fixed. I ordered... Um, these microphone earphones from Amazon two months ago and they just never came and then I looked and we got rebated for it I don't know if they ran out or what but uh, I completely forgot about that so let me know if you guys are struggling with the audio quality somebody reached out to me on Instagram yesterday and he gave me a tip and just didn't have time this morning to look into how to do it but uh, I'll try to figure it out uh, here in the next couple of days there's a Lincoln in front of me with no back window like the back window looks like it got smashed out the dude's just driving down the road with no back window at all in this car um <clears throat> so yesterday we touched on things like morality and ethics and, and values especially from a parenting standpoint and I know that I can come across harsh sometimes and you have to understand that I just feel very strongly about many things <laughs> I have strong opinions and you know I don't I struggle with um, I think I told you guys I had a black guy reach out to me on, uh, in, on Facebook and we had a great conversation <laughs> And I really appreciated his feedback. I'm not. I'm, I don't know that he listens to the podcast. He might. Um, you know who you are. If, if and hopefully you don't mind me sharing this, but um, I had a black guy reach out to me and he said, "You know, sometimes I just feel like you don't f with black people." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> and I almost did the whole, you know, "Oh, why have black friends?" And you know what I mean. And uh, you know, him and I got to talking back and forth and he said you know listen there are a lot of black guys that believe in traditional values like you do and he said I just feel like maybe sometimes your messages could turn them off and I you know I am the furthest thing from racist um, I do believe that there are differences that are more than skin deep between different types of people when you have like, I, you know, I don't believe in uh, evolution in the sense that we, you know, evolve from a puddle. You know what I mean? I think that's ridiculous. This is math, it's mathematically impossible. I mean, everything points to, um, you know, wh who was that one scientist? He said that atheism's like a. Atheism in science or something like that is like a glass, glass of water, and you drink it, drink it, drink it, and at the bottom you find God. You know, a pretty famous scientist is, is have quoted having said that. And I'm sure fact checkers will say that's false, but it's true. Um, and uh, where was I? Oh, that's where I... So when, you, when certain people live in certain regions for thousands of years, you're inevitably going to have differences. Like, we are not all the same. We're not all the same. And there's so much evidence to support that. There's so much evidence. I mean, you just look at why are why are black people so good at sports? Is it racist to say that black people are faster than than white people? 
You know what I mean? Like, why are all the long-distance runners from, uh, not Sedan, but what's that other place? You know what I'm saying. Zimbabwe or whatever. Like, why, you know, why is that? Why is it that Asians smash the SATs? You know, there, there are differences between us. And I am not... I don't believe that any group of people is better than any other group of people. And, and for me to say other, I mean, it, it says in the word, there's neither Greek nor Jew nor, nor Gentile. We're all the same in the body of Christ, right? Um, but I think it's important to note the differences between different types of people. And my problem isn't with a particular class of people. My problem is forced multiculturalism, forced diversity. My problem is with things like affirmative action where somebody better qualified for the job or with higher scores doesn't get into the college and doesn't get the job as a result of the color of their skin. You know, there's a guy, uh, uh, something Zong was his name and he had a nearly perfect SAT score and a perfect GPA and he got declined by almost I think it was every major college he got declined and it's like how does that happen and you're likely going to have a black girl who had half as good of a score on the SAT as him who did not have as good of a GPA as he did that will likely get accepted ahead of him because she's a woman and because she's black I have a problem with that and I think that any sane person, and, you know, the, the argument that I always hear back is, well, you know, racism, and, you know, we've got to right that wrong, and black people were enslaved. You, you guys realize that every race of humans has, has every single, every single one has been enslaved at some point in time, and some for much, much longer than blacks were enslaved. How long were the Jews in Egypt? <laughs> hundreds and hundreds that wasn't it thousands of years even I don't I, it was a long time it wasn't thousands but it was quite some time <clears throat> how long were white Christian men enslaved by Muslims on boats you know what I mean it's just I don't think that lowering standards and cherry picking certain groups of people and putting them to the front of the line is the answer <laughs> My problem, and this is going to sound, some of you will, many of you might viscerally disagree with me when I say this, but my problem lies with the fact that, and again, this is a blanket statement, this isn't true in every case, but many black people, many black people with strong voices uh, and, and um, platforms do not take accountability for the problems in the black community, like fatherlessness. And every single study will show you the enormously detrimental effects that fatherlessness has on a person. Nearly every negative statistic goes through the roof. And, and again, there are special cases where people come from fatherless homes and they do great, great things. But in most cases, they're more likely to be in jail. They're more likely to commit violent crime. They're more likely to struggle uh, with uh, mental health disorders. And so this, I have a problem with that. Well, it's all white people's fault and we just are not gonna take any accountability. I have a problem with the fact that many women do not take accountability. Um, there was a post 
um, that I saw the other day, uh, I think maybe it was this morning, where this girl had shared text messages. This girl got pregnant, um, and her dad found out that she got pregnant and he lost it. He took her off the car insurance and took her car back and said that he wasn't going to financially support her. Now, do I agree with that parenting parenting method? I Probably not. But when you looked at the comments, it was all of the way, it was very interesting to see that all of the women were blaming the father. Women do not take accountability for their actions. And I, it, I get to witness this firsthand daily, working with the general populace. When I look at the differences between male candidates and female candidates in our business, when something goes wrong, the females always look for somebody else to blame. Who files more lawsuits? Who goes, you know what I'm saying? Like women do not take accountability for their bad behavior. Instead, they look to blame other people. So that's why I'm, what is this person doing? What are you doing? God, man. Of course, it's a woman. <laughs> it's, it's just driving like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> yay. Um. So if I come across this harsh, and I'm harsh on women, and I'm harsh on maybe black people sometimes, and I'm harsh on, you know, why is it racist to point out the fact that although they, black people only comprise 13% of the U.S. population, uh, they're responsible for 60% of all violent offenses? Where's the accountability? Where, shifting blame, shifting blame... And blaming something that happened a couple hundred years ago is is not the answer and not going to solve that problem. So please understand me that when I talk about this kind of stuff, I don't think that black people are worse than white people. Intrinsically. The data supports, however, that they are more likely to commit a violent crime in this country. And why is that? Is it just institutional racism? Does institutional racism and whiteness make black people violent? What you do when you say that is you give all of the power. You're, you're essentially re-enslaving yourself. What you're saying by saying that, that institutionalized racism and whiteness in this country causes black people to commit violent acts and kill each other and so, you know, people are like, oh, white cops are killing black men. Dude, 91% of black men that die from homicide die at the hands of another black man. 91%. Of, and, and black men are only 8% of the population. So 8%, 91%, of the population is is responsible for 91% of the homicides of the black community. And when you just say it's white people's fault, you're re-enslaving yourself with that kind of rhetoric. You're giving all of your power, you're giving all of the influence back to the white camp. 
and at the end of the day, I think this whole white versus black stuff is all nonsense to begin with. It's very, they, they're constantly trying to keep us divided. Because if we all unified, it would be game over for these elites. It, it would be game over. But we're too busy fighting amongst ourselves, black versus white, male versus female. This group versus this group, rich versus poor. We're all so busy fighting amongst ourselves that there's no, we can't unify. And a house divided amongst itself will fall. And this is why our country is in the state that it is right now. Because everybody's sitting around playing the blame game. And everybody's sitting around looking for handouts. And everybody's sitting around looking for reparations. And everybody's sitting, it's, it's just, there's, we should all be going after the ultra elites together. That's, they're the ones doing the damage. It's not white people, it's not black people, it's the ultra elites whose policies and these politicians whose policies have eroded and destroyed the middle class completely, whose policies have taxed and fined normal good people into a corner where they could barely afford to put food on the table for their families as we ship another $10 billion to Israel, I hear we're doing, and then another $10 billion to Ukraine, and we're going to send more of our young men to go die in foreign wars. Is it our responsibility to fight for Israel? Is it our responsibility to fight for Ukraine? Is it ours? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. What is our responsibility as a world power? I would say normally, if we have an ally, yes, we should fight for them, but look at our own country. We need to be our own biggest ally, and right now our own country is literally being pulled apart at the seams. And all we want to do is sit around and worry about what's happening in the rest of the world while there's single moms and good families, good families in this country that can't afford to survive where people are being imprisoned for stupid petty crimes that the rich get away with every single day and we're, we're all going to just sit here and fight with each other as they get richer and richer and richer and richer the reason why and to wrap this up this thought up today that i say some of the things i do about the black community is because if the black community can learn how to heal itself without playing the blame game we have a better chance of coming together. We have a better chance of coming together and unifying in this country and taking back what's ours. But the longer that the black community blames the whites and takes no accountability for the vast and deeply rooted cultural issues that it has and blames white people for it, the further and further we get away from having a single chance of taking this country back and reestablishing a strong middle class. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? This is the key. This is the key. 
So that's the point right there. I don't want to hear none of y'all calling me a racist, which is just ridiculous. There's no evidence in my life to support that I'm a racist. I don't need y'all calling me a misogynist. There's no evidence in my life to support that I'm a misogynist. None. There's zero evidence. Outside of what other people say, you could, if you want to count that as evidence, that's whatever. That's, that's your prerogative. But there's no actual evidence in my life. In fact, there's evidence, strong evidence to contradict both of those things. And I don't, quite frankly, I don't give a shit what any of you call me. I do not care. I cannot describe to you how little the opinions of the general public mean to me. I, I don't find... And I'm going to sound very arrogant when I say this, but I don't think that many people are even in a position to criticize me. You need to worry about yourself. You bunch of broke-ass people that want to pass judgment on everybody else while their own lives fall apart is ridiculous. I don't take criticism from chumps. And most people, 99% of people or more are chumps. There's a very small group of people. That, so this guy that reached out to me on Facebook seems to be a very successful black man. He's a family man. That's the kind of guy that I will sit down and have a conversation with. And I did take criticism. That conversation ended with me saying I need to be more clear in the way that I articulate my ideas, which I have been today. If you listen to what I have to say today and you still think that I'm a racist, you're a retard and I don't. there's nothing I can do to help you. Nothing I can do to help you. You just don't want to listen. It's easier to just blame somebody and call them a name than it is to think critically about what they have to say. Right? So, for me... The, the, the point of all this, so anyways, that conversation ended with me telling this gentleman, yes, you're right, I do need to be more clear about what I'm trying to say. I could probably be a little less harsh sometimes. I think that sometimes I get fired up and I get very angry about the things that I see and uh, I maybe sometimes say things I don't entirely mean. I can, I can agree with that, that that probably happens sometimes and I apologize for that. And I apologize for the way that I made him feel because I don't want to lose him as a follower because he seems to be a very valuable person. He, again, a strong father, looks like he's successful in business. That's the type of person that I will take criticism from all day long. All day long. Many of you that listen to me, I would take criticism from. Small handful, I should say. But the rest... The rest, well, Mike, are you saying that I have to earn your respect? Absolutely you do. Because just because you're alive and breathing doesn't mean that your opinion holds any value. You know, we were all brought up in this culture in, in schools. We were all told by our big, dumb female teachers that, oh, you just, you just matter, right? You just intrinsically have value, which you do because you're a person. You're created in the image of God, right? There's, there's some intrinsic value there, for sure. But you don't, that doesn't mean that your opinion's worth anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
that doesn't mean that people should take your advice. You know, everybody wants to give advice. Hold on, I'm gonna blow my blow my schnoz. Everybody wants to give advice. Everybody loves to give advice. Everybody wants everybody to know what they think and how they feel. I have earned the right to give advice. I've earned it. I'm a father and a very good one. I'm a husband and a very good one. I'm a businessman and a very good one. I have created jobs. I've created opportunities. I provide a great service. I have built a multi-million dollar year, a year company within a year. I work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I counsel. I mentor. I donate. I tithe. I have earned. I have earned the right and the ability to be listened to. And that's why we have so many viewers from all over the country and all over the world. I've earned that right. By providing value, many of you have not earned the right to have your opinion hold any sort of weight. And I'm not getting on here today to beat all of you up as my listeners. But I really want you to decide. This is what I want you to think about. I want you to think about, are you in the era of your life where you should be giving people advice and being very outspoken about your opinions? Or are you in the area, or are you in the era of your life where you should shut your damn mouth and get back to work creating something? That's my question. What era are you in? I'm going to repeat that one more time. Are you in the era where you should be giving people advice and being outspoken about your opinions and your views? Or are you in the era of your life where you should shut your trap and get back to work creating something, providing value, making something of yourself, making other people's lives better? That's my question. And it's a very, very important one. Because everybody wants to... And social media has given people that are absolute idiots a platform in a place. And that's the other problem with the internet. You know, that we were talking about the internet yesterday. The internet has allowed people who would have never have been listened to by more than three people have access to the ears and eyes of millions of people. <laughs> and the problem is, is that most people are very, very stupid. So we see, you don't believe me? How is Cardi B so popular? How are these other new female rappers that are coming out and talking about the color of their anus, literally, in their songs, and the color of their vaginas, and, and talking about explicit sex acts, how do these people get popular? How did the bad Barbie girl or whatever from Dr. Phil get so popular? How did these people get so popular these brain-dead whores get so popular 
It's because most people are stupid. And when you put stupidity out on the open radio wave of society, it's like moths to a flame. It's like flies to a light. What do they do? You ever turn your porch light on and you just see flies bouncing off of it? You know what I'm saying? Doink, doink, doink. That's most people. Most people are flies and moths and mosquitoes and bugs bouncing off the light of stupidity. The op- the, the beacon of stupidity. Doink, 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 doink. Oh, she said her booty hole brown. Doink, doink. Uh, catch me outside. Doink, 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 doink. Idiots. Fools. Morons. And that's the problem. You think that bad Bobby girl, whatever, would have ever had any influence? You take away the internet and she's a cashier at a Dollar General with probably a heroin addiction. You've got to be careful, man, about how much media you consume because it will turn you stupid quick. It will turn you stupid quick. Most famous people are absolute morons. And it's like, well, Mike, they're famous. They're millionaires. So we, how are you going to talk? And maybe you're right. Maybe I'm the idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe I'm the one who's stupid. And everybody else is a genius. I don't know. But... You know, I was talking about one of our business partners yesterday about how we're paying like 15 to 16 grand a week in uh, staff costs in one of our business. We don't have that many employees. You would think, oh man, 15, 16 grand a week, you must have like 11 or 12 employees. No, it's like eight. Like everybody's making really, really good money. And, you know, I had somebody, somebody said something to the effect of, well, what gives you the right to, well... I'll tell you what. You know, a partner in one of my businesses is going to make over $120,000, $130,000 this year, and we're just getting started. Next year, this girl's going to make a quarter million, I bet. And it's just, and it's not just the business. It's not just, it's, there's just so much that goes into it, man. This is, I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. I, and again, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to just berate all of you. I want you guys, if you're listening to me and you're listening to me rather religiously, chances are you're not one of those idiots. Chances are you're listening to me because you're just as frustrated and you've had enough of this nonsense that you see, right? And I I want to try to give you guys as much positivity as I possibly can, but I also need to make sure that I address these issues so that you know where I stand and why I think the way that I think. And I, 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 the more people I talk to, the more people I realize agree with me. You know, I, I often put these thoughts out there thinking like, man, I'm going to get some serious pushback on this one. And most people end up like, yeah, dude, that's just, just that you're saying what I want to say. I just can't say it because I'll lose my job. I had a kid come up to me in the locker room yesterday that I never met. At the gym, um, 
it's really cool, man. This this kid, uh, by the way, this kid. So first off, let's tell the, the, the first story. So I had a kid come up to me yesterday and say, you know, I, you don't know me. It's like the third or fourth time this has happened. He's like, you don't know me, but, you know, I just want to let you know I follow you on Instagram and I, I listen to your podcast. And he's like, you say all the stuff I wish I could say. I just can't. And maybe I'm a pussy, but I, what he, this is what he said. He said, maybe I'm a pussy, but I think I'd lose my job. And, uh, you know, they, you can't cancel me now. You already did. You, you already tried. You already smeared me. Didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Did nothing. It did absolutely nothing. All that effort for nothing. Um, but anyways, on a positive note, um, I was wearing a shirt with, I don't know, it looked like a cartoon character on it. I had no idea what it was. And some kid comes up to me. He's like, oh, dude, he's like, you, you're into manga? I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's Big Al. I think he's Albanian. I can't remember. Not Albanian, Romanian. I think he's Romanian. That's right. Big Romanian kid. And uh, I'm like, I have no idea what that is. He's like, on your shirt, that's Guts. And I looked down, and I'm like, who the hell is Guts? <laughs> and he started talking to me. So so he got me into, I guess, animes when you watch it. Manga is what you read, I think. So he's like, I'm going to give you the book. You're really going to like it. It's called Berserk. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I've never really gotten into that stuff. My little sister really loves anime and manga and all that. I'm like, there's got to be something to it because it's pretty popular. So anyways, he gives me the first volume uh, of the Zerk big, thick book. And I, dude, I plowed through it in two hours last night. I read the whole thing front to back. And it's cool because you read left to right, which I didn't know at first. <laughs> so I was reading the pages like left to right. No, you read right to left. So you start with the right page and go left. Uh, and uh, I was reading it backwards. I'm like, none of this is making any sense to me. And I got like 10 pages in and I finally realized, I'm like, okay, I get it now. But I read the whole thing front to back. It was such a good story and I can't wait to get my hands on the uh, other volume. But I don't know, I guess ending on a positive note, there's so many cool people out there, man. All this talk about stupid people aside, there really are a lot of cool people out there. There really are a lot of you that I've, I value very deeply and appreciate and love. I don't hate everybody. I just have a strong distaste for most people. And it's only gotten worse as I've gotten older and been exposed to more people. But it's also gotten better as I get exposed to more people. Like I have more hope now than I did two years ago. Because I've met so many of you. And many of you that have listened to this and come up to me and talk to me in person. And many of you that send me DMs on Instagram. You guys don't understand the impact that you have on me when you give me that feedback i need that feedback to keep producing content you know what i mean it keeps me motivated and it helps me it helps remind me to stay sharp uh so that i can keep giving you guys as much good stuff as i possibly can so on a positive note i do want to say that many of you i love many of you i uh, appreciate Thank you for coming up to me in person and talking to me. Thank you for the DMs, the, the good ones on Instagram. Thank you so much for your feedback and your love and your support. It really means uh, means the world to me, guys. So, you know, I do think that most people are stupid, but many of you are very, very brilliant, amazing, loving, awesome people. And I'm so deeply appreciative uh, of all of you. So that's all. I love you guys.
but you need to listen to what I said. Because what I said before all this is very, very important. All right, peace. Love